I chose an angel story for my first podcast. I thought everyone could use something uplifting, not to mention I found it fascinating when I read an article from CBS News that 77% of Americans believed in angels. That's 8 out of 10 people according to that news article. That was written in 2011. I couldn't find any recent numbers on how many people believe in angels in 2021. If anyone has that information, could you please contact me on my Facebook page, DD Moonflyer, or email me at twilighttonic1 at gmail.com. It's T W I L I G H T T O N I C 1 at gmail.com. Or if you have any experiences with angels yourself, I would love to hear your story so I can interview you. Thank you. Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Hi, Linza. Welcome to the Broom Closet. Linza's got an amazing story of how an angel met her on a train. Linza, can you go ahead and tell us your amazing story about the amazing angel that you met on the train? Sure. Um, It was, uh, let me see, my daughter would have been about four or five years old Mm -hmm. at the time. I was in my early 30s. We were living in North Idaho in Sandpoint, Idaho, mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to go visit relatives in California, and taking the train was very economical, and it was really nice, so we went down, visited, and, our, and we got the train back up to Idaho, and Idaho, uh, Sandpoint, Idaho, is in the mountains, and it's in the panhandle of Idaho, and anyway, um, train... Uh, you know, we were in the cheap seats, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a long ride. What year and was it, Linda? Do you remember? Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, man. My daughter's 40 now, and if she was five then, so it was like 35 years ago. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Anyway, we're in the cheap seats trying to sleep, and um, I know that we've gone through uh, Washington, and I know that we've gotten into the state of Idaho, and um, 
we'd fallen asleep because, you know, it was was night, very deep into the night. And I suddenly awoke. Uh, Something was wrong. I could feel it. You know, like you have these intuitive feelings. I awoke and I looked around in the um, in the car there and above everybody in the car, everybody sleeping. I saw um, you could call it angels. I saw light. I saw en- entities. Right? right? They were lighted entities. Okay. Any particular color? With, um, it was mostly golden and white lights. Okay. Yeah, and um, it was around me too. And I said, "What's going on?" And and I um, I also saw very clearly one particular angel. And I know this one um, because I had a death experience before. Uh, and I said, "Right when you were a little I girl. and my daughter, yeah, when when I was like, um, it was before I turned seven. I was uh, six going on seven. But anyway, back to the train. Uh, I said, my daughter and I are not a part of this. I said mm-hmm. very, very strongly. I said no." No, and I picked up my kid, and I got the luggage together, and I said, we're not going to be a part of this. And then I said, uh, I, I realized that I needed to think of the other people, too, you know. Right. I, if I'm seeing that angel, I know something bad is going to happen. Something's mm-hmm. not good, right? So um, then I said, "What? how do I notify all the other people here? How do I help them? And I was... You know how like you get um, a voice comes through, you know, in your head, and it right. says to me not to worry that everything was going to be fine, and that I could get off on the next stop. Okay. So I picked my sleeping child up. I dragged our suitcases over to the um, the door, the the door to get off the train. And there was a conductor guy there. I woke up, and I said, "We need it off at the next stop." And he looked at me really funny, you know, <laughs> and right. said, I need to get off at the next stop. And so he, he notified him up front there in the engine. And at the very next stop, we got off uh-huh. and it was, it was in Sandpoint, but it's at the station on the other side of the river and it was closed. There's nobody there. And it was two o'clock in the morning. And this is in the mountains. And even though this is summer, it's very cold. Um, it's, it's, it's not something you can really sleep in and be, uh, comfortable. It's extremely cold and it was summer. We'd done this in June. So, you know, I'm sitting, I'm there holding my daughter thinking about what kind of things I have in my suitcases to keep us warm Mm -hmm. because it was really icy cold. We're in hot, we're at pretty high elevation, you know, we're in the mountains. It is a high elevation. And, um, I uh, I saw this car drive up, and I wasn't sure about it because the color of the car was this really dark blue in a way. It kind of matched with the night. You know what I'm saying? It was The color was so close to what the nighttime looked like, the nighttime, the darkness of the nighttime. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out if that was a car. And the door opens, and a lady gets out, and she's a middle-aged lady. Mm-hmm. And she's very nice, and she hollers out to me, do you need a ride? And I said, yes. And um, she said, I'm a taxi. And I said, really? Because <laughs> I did not look like a taxi. And she says, yeah, you know, I, I, was, I, um, 
I was not able to sleep, and I left my family. They were sleeping, and I, I go around. I was just seeing if there's anybody here that needed a ride. I said, thank God, you are an angel. It is such a blessing that you came because it's really cold. And I told her where I lived, you know, so that you know, that um, we could go home, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm dragging my two suitcases, and I'm carrying my kid, and she says, I have a really bad back. I can't lift anything. So I opened up the back of the uh, the back door and put my daughter in the cab, and then I opened up the very it's a hatchback type thing, and I put the suitcases back there, and then I get in with my kid and I'm holding her really close to me, and she starts driving, and I realized that it felt like there were no windows in this car, you know, <laughs> and the wind's blowing through, and it's like freezing. Right. And I go, um, it's really, really cold. And she says to me that I have to do this, she says, because I would fall asleep. I have to have it this cold. And I said, okay. And then I saw that she didn't have any meter. And she said, oh, I've already calculated it. It's fine. You know, and, and she told me what it would be. And it was very reasonable. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, that's great. Yeah. So um, finally, we get to... Um, um, our place, my place where, where I was living, me and my daughter, and I, you know, get the kid out. <laughs> and I, I was running this apartment in the basement of these people's house. Um, uh-huh. And so um, I get my child out. I set her by the door. She's half asleep. And I go get the luggage and I, I pay the lady and I thank her again so much because, you know, here we are home, safe and sound. And I had been so frightened the whole time about that whole thing I saw on the train. I'd been actually shaking, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get me and me and my daughter, Oshana, downstairs, and um, I just pull her into bed with me, and we went to sleep. It's like 2.30 or something, you know. And then all of a sudden, it must have been about 5 in the morning, somebody's just pounding and pounding on on my door on the door to my apartment and i i wake up and i go to the door and it's um richard and he's the um he's the uh gentleman that uh he and his wife mary lived upstairs they're the ones who owned the house that i was running the basement apartment from and he and i open the door and he looks at me and he's like shocked you know and he's he's really freaked out and upset and I said, well, he goes, you're alive. You're here. Is your daughter here? I said, yes. I said, we're both alive. And he said, thank God. Uh, Bill, I mean, Dick, <laughs> I called him Dick, but I'm saying Richard. But anyway, Richard used to be a um, a first responder, you know, so uh, he had been called out because he was a volunteer. Because mm-hmm. uh, the train that I had been on, about 15 minutes after I got off, went off the uh, tracks in the mountains there. The whole train mm-hmm. went off the tracks. And um, and he had been called out. Everybody had been called out and uh, to go, you know, help people and, and uh, you know, rescue people. Right. And um, there had been no serious injuries. Nobody was dead. But he knew that I was supposed to be on that train coming home. And they had been searching for the last couple hours for my daughter and my body, right? Thinking right. we were dead. And um, and he was very relieved. Everybody called 
everybody's like, oh my God, they're alive, yay. And, and he goes, well, what happened? I told him how I got off, you know, we got off, and how this lady came and picked us up, and she was a taxi. And I described this lady, and I can't remember what her name was. It might have been Margaret or something. I described her, you know, what she looked like, her hair color, approximately her age, and, and uh, her clothing the best I could. And he called everyone. you got to know that this is a very small town. The population right. of that whole area was maybe 5,000 people, right? Right. So he checked with everyone, and there was no such person. There is no such person ever doing that, driving around at night, picking people up. And uh, this person did not exist. Mm. Out of curiosity, Linda, since you had previously said that you had seen this angel before, those angels, yes. from my understanding, make it quite known when something when you do see them that nothing is of your concern if they're allowing you to leave. Is that basically how the angel yes. made you feel? Like you can leave, yeah. but it's going to happen anyway, so you don't need to worry. Was that the whole feeling yeah, you picked up was- on? That's the feeling I picked up, that I was being allowed to leave. But um, I was very, very worried about the other people. And I think they were also reassuring me that um, it was going to be okay. Whatever was going to happen was going to be okay. Did the lady that picked you up after the fact, did she look different to you in any way? Did she have a different glow, a different feel to her? No, she looked like a human being, which was kind of freaky. (laughs) <laughs> it was really freaky. And I, and I swear to God, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is just not the side windows. I don't think we have a windshield in this car, you know. I'm, and when I think back on it, you know, we might have just, I, I don't know what it was. It was some kind of construct that made me believe that it was in a car. It was supporting me and my daughter and my luggage. Right. And we were just kind of flying along, you know. It's the only thing I could think of because at the time when I'm in the car and it's cold and the wind is blowing because it's because there's nothing protecting us from the wind. <laughs> it didn't feel like it. Um, I was just so grateful that um, actually I was just so deeply grateful that my daughter and I were not on that train. Right. I knew something was not right. I was so deeply grateful that we were not going to freeze to death outside. Right. You know, I was just so grateful, you know, and I got her downstairs into my place, our our apartment, and we were warm and snuggly, and, you know, and then I find out all this afterward. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing, Has have you seen that angel since then? Because you had previously said that you saw it. When you were a child, yeah, did you I, see I, it after the fact, after the train at any time? No. I mean, okay. recently after that train thing or recently now? After the train incident, have you seen the angel since? Nah. Okay. Not that particular angel. I've seen other entities. Okay. But not that particular one. Well, Linza, I'd love to have you back on again, the broom closet. Okay. So (laughs) I will be in contact with you very soon for other amazing stories. Thank you so much for sharing that. 